What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 63 of the Lombard Trucking Show. I'm your host, Lombard Trucking, and at time of recording, I'm coming at you live right off Route 66 in Joplin, Missouri. Uh, this past week, I've basically done the entire Route 66 uh, delivery I'm on. I picked up just north of Fresno, and I'm bringing some of these uh, AC chiller units I don't really know. They're going to a coil place uh, up in St. Louis, and I'll be delivering them Monday. By the time this uh, reaches your ears, I should have these off, and uh, I'll be making my way back to Waterloo. But I got a great show for you guys today, great conversation ahead with a phenomenal TikTok creator account. He has some of the best videos on there for the best comedic relief you can ever ask for. The the links that he makes between being a new driver and things you encounter in the real world are just like absolutely uncanny and the, and the editing that goes along with it are just too good to be done by uh, anyone and they're only done by one person so without any further delay i want to bring onto the show the border bandit aka the rookie driver himself man you got me fired up that, that was awesome i'm a big fan of your show <laughs> man i appreciate it and that's uh, that's the reason why i want to have you on because I'm a, I'm a big fan of you you're you're a funny guy out there you're you know, as as I've talked about on the show, like trucker talk and, you know, trucking, trucking social media can get toxic at times. I think the most toxic would be on Facebook. Freight Facebook is very, uh, very because everybody knows it all uh, on Freight Facebook, especially in some of these groups. And then TikTok, as you know, it's there's always a lot of, you know, there's always a lot of, you know, bullshit going on. But you you break it up. You break it apart. Uh, but we're, we're glad you're here and we're going to get right into it. But uh, let's, mm-hmm. you know, tell the tell the listeners who. You know who is the border bandit? Who is rookie driver? Where you you know where you're from? Uh, you know what you what you do? What got you into trucking? Yeah, I guess um, what got me into trucking. Let's see. So I started off. We have some similarities. So I'm from I'm from Texas. I'm out of San Antonio, but I I enlisted in the Marines in 2009, and I did that all the way up until 2017. And I had my times overseas, I want to say I got three deployments total did, you know, you know, you know, the spiel of it, you know, you, you, you're fast paced for so long. I get out, um, the, the uniform comes off, but you know, it sticks with you and you gotta, you gotta find, um, what are you going to do next? You know, when you go to a barbecue, you're, it's no longer like, you know, Hey, this is my, my cousin, my friend, my buddy that's in the Marines. Now it's just, you know, your first name. And, hey, what do you do? And you got nothing to your name, you know. So after that, I kind of um, worked for, I think, Apple. I did uh, service calls for Apple. And uh, you can imagine the transition from, you know, the fast-paced uh, Marine speed or the fast-paced, like, melter speed. And you go behind a computer and you're dealing with, you know, little software update issues. <laughs> um that didn't work for me too well um uh, my wife always supported on kind of which which direction i was going to go on um you know my, what's going to work for me what, what i'm going to find um i got into driving um a box truck for like wedding venues and stuff like that and it was pretty cool because it was easy easy work it was um and it, i wasn't really testing myself i wasn't really stressing myself out i wasn't it was it was easy but um that is also maybe not too good for you because you know you find um you find your space and comfort you know the easy the easy road you know um anyways covid happened and the wedding venues was probably the first thing to to get canceled and you know so i i was out of a job within you know the first two weeks of covid kicking off i was one of the first 
you know, the first cut loose. Um, then after that, I don't know. I feel like truck driving is one of those things where um, unless, you know, you're a second generation or third generation or fourth generation like, uh, like you are, um, it's just one of those things that finds you, you know, or goes back to you in your, in your case. Um, so I felt like it was one of those things I would see those guys, uh, I was driving a box truck. So I'd see them at the loves. I'd see them with their big jugs. I see them, you know, just looking cool with their, with their Western wear and that kind of shit. And you're like, man, those guys, uh, you don't know where they're going, but they're going somewhere kind of thing. And, um, COVID was kind of my, you're out of work. You got to find something. The truck drivers are saving the world right now. And um, so I went to school, I went to a, you know, CDL school, um, you know, I felt like I did pretty good there. And then, you know, signed up with a, with a mega company and then, you know, started getting the, uh, started getting the shit kicked out of me and, and uh, you know, experience. And uh, that's kind of where everything came from, you know? <laughs> gotcha. No. So that's, so you went that conventional route. So you, yep. now when you went to CDL school, did you go to CDL school through through that company, or did you like go to a school and then pick a company? No, I went to um I went to school through the uh, VA um vocab thing, you know where where the your GI Bill kind of covers your uh, your uh, CDL school. So from there, I was kind of you know listening to the to the different recruiters and stuff, and I kind of knew that I wasn't going to be able to go. Everyone would say just go to a mid carry and kind of get your experience and you know, get, get your time in the wheel. And then after about two years, you can, you can find out, you know, maybe some, maybe somewhere better to go or something, but that's yeah, kind of how that's, it was that's, that's the general rule of thumb. I mean, that's, that's mm -hmm. the way it was for me. I mean, Pam, you know, I went to school through Pam. So that's why I got my CDL up in Colleen at ATDS. So it wasn't like Pam's school per se, but it mm -hmm. was a school that they, that was near my location that they paid for. And then, yeah, everyone said, you know, once you get that year or two years is really when you, you know, that's that, that threshold of experience where you can then go anywhere. And, and that's how the industry has, has made it. Like you, unless you situation dictates, if you're somebody who lives in Iowa or you're, you know, your friend or you are, you know, related to farmers or something like that, you can go out and get your CDL and then go drive for them. Like if your family already has a business, they can make, maybe mm -hmm. take that risk, but we're, we're at the point now where the only way to get a CDL and get a job is to go to these large companies, mainly off the backs that these large companies are self-insured because every other company, wherever you want to go. So if you want to work for a respectable medium-sized carrier, you can't because their insurance rates go through the roof because of new drivers. It's crazy. So now we're, we're yeah. kind of in that corner where they own it. So that, no, this, this is really cool, man. So you're in the Marines from 09 to 17. So you reenlisted yep. once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's cool. No, that's good. You reenlisted. I wish, like I said, I've met, I've mentioned it plenty of times on this show. I, I wish I had at least given it another shot whether like, whether I had made it a career or not is very <laughs> moot. I mean, I know if I had stayed in at this point, I'd be, uh, you know, a gunny, I, you know, I'd be, uh, an ops chief with an artillery unit if I had stayed in. But the thing is, I mean, who knows if I would have stayed in after enlistment too, cause you had, you had stayed in, but even you found yourself getting, getting out of the military. And we talked mm -hmm. offline, you said it really best. Like, that career goes a hundred miles an hour. And then when you hop off, it's hard, you know, you can't really jump back in. And in, mm -hmm. high, in reality, I could jump back in like right now, if, if duty called, you know, if fucking the enemy landed on the beach tomorrow, I could throw the Jersey back on and run as good as the next guy. But in reality, you can't just jump, jump back into the career. Yeah. But, uh, 
No, that's great, man. So are you still over the road now or you are, how are you working? You're, you're regional. I think you mentioned. Yeah. Offline. Yeah. Pretty, re- pretty regional. I get home every weekend and then I, they try and keep me, I, I kind of push it and I could probably get home every day, if not every other day, but it's kind of hard right now too. Cause I had a really good thing going with the rail and uh, kind of a specific, a specific um, customer towards me and one other person. We just kind of had our little, our little route um, that you would burn your entire um, drive time. And then, you know, you'd be able to get back home. But right now with the way that stuff's going, I'm kind of all over the place. You know, I kind of lost that consistency. Um, and I think it's the way that, you know, the way everybody's saying that the market is and the way that the kind of customers are pulling back on stuff. So it's kind of shooting me out a little bit further, shooting me in different directions that, you know, I'm not, not a big fan of. Okay. So actually I'm, I'm glad you bring this up. So mm-hmm. you were doing like, inter, inter, you were moving containers, like intermodal yep. shit mm-hmm. out of, uh, I'm assuming out of a, ra- there, is, what is there a, there's a rail yard in San Antonio that obviously yep. there has to be. I just didn't. Was it because uh, I know I've been up to BNSF up in Hazlitt or Fort Worth. Is it a BNSF a, rail yard? It's a Union Pacific. OK, so it's a Union Pacific rail rail yard. I'm assuming trains come up from Laredo. Yeah, they come. Well, I, I, we 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 go get um, the customers in uh, McAllen, Texas. So it's about four hours south. Mm-hmm. And then um, we take it to the rail and then the rail will take it up to, I think, maybe Chicago or, or, you know, South Carolina or something, but for me to go really? back oh. out. Mm-hmm. Really? This yeah. is no, this is, this is cool. So you'll grab containers from McAllen or stuff that comes from over the border, bring it back to San Antonio. And then it goes on a train. Kind of like I'll get a container from, so basically like the containers will come off the rail in San Antonio and they'll go to uh, local customers in San Antonio. And then once they're emptied, um, I go grab that container and basically do what's a, like a reload. I get the container, drive it down to the border, get it loaded or preloaded, hopefully like swapped with one of them that I put there the day before. And then I'll take it back up to uh, San Antonio. It hop on the it hop on the train. I get an empty one and try and shoot back down in the morning. And I was doing pretty consistent every day because it's about that's about, um, you know, almost 600 miles a day, you know, five days a week. But now yeah, that that customer's kind of. Um, you know, they're not putting out the same before they'd have a preloaded trailer every day. So I'd be able to, you know, every day burn my clock and, and, you know, get my almost 600 miles a day, pretty good, pretty consistent. But now, you know, it's kind of, I'm kind of all over the place going to Laredo, going to Dallas, going, you know, which. Really? So yeah, yeah. they, they pulled the reins back on kind of the movement of that stuff that, so this is, you're the second person to, to talk to me about this. A gentleman I had mm-hmm. on a few episodes ago, uh, uh, Skippy, the episode of Skippy's mm-hmm. trucking show, he pulls, uh, containers for JB hunt, as he had talked about on the show. And even mm-hmm. from when that episode came out to now he has mentioned, and so it has a friend of his, who I'm looking to have on the show here soon too, because he's a newer driver. He has said mm-hmm. that what used to be, you can get as many miles as you want, even though it's regional. You can kind of work when you want. He's saying that some days they'll go to the the yard in Hazlitt, the rail yard, pick up a container, and it'll go down to San Marcos, and then they'd bring mm-hmm. back an empty, and they'd be like, that's all we got for the day. And it, yeah. and it slowed down much on, on their end of things. So that's that's interesting. No, that's interesting news to hear. It's it's stuff that people, you know, non-drivers, not people in the industry need to know that that's, you know, this is – you know, it's, obviously we know that everything on TV isn't, you know, always the most truthful, but um, what they are saying about the economy 
uh, does make a lot of sense. But so you, so you're going a little bit more regional now, still kind of seem to be mm-hmm. staying in the Texas area. What, uh, yeah. you know, what's parking look like on your end now? What's, you know, how's, how's parking on your front? We talk about truck parking a lot on the show. So I'm curious what Texas isn't bad though. So I'm curious what, uh, you know, you know, depending on your hours, like what do you, you have yeah. a hard time with it? What do you see? Well, okay, so I started about I start around you know three in the morning, three thirty in the morning, so I can get to a truck stop at around you know that time in the afternoon. You know, maybe about maybe about three thirty in the in the afternoon is kind of when I'm winding down, and you know it's okay. But when you get like a like for me, if I get a live load right, and I'm like I'm gonna do a split break or something, and I'm gonna end up at the TA past six thirty. Man, I'm dreading it already. And it's and that's not even 9 p.m., 10 p.m. This is like an hour before the sun sets. I'm like, I'm dreading it already. I'm like, this is gonna be terrible. I'm gonna be having to, you know, it's not it's not so much struggling to back into a spot. It's just, man, I'm worn out. I did my entire 11 hours driving. I split my little sleeper break or whatever. I'm tired. I don't wanna have to be kind of wiggling between these two trucks and you know it it's it from the past maybe two years, there's a noticeable difference, you know? And, you and they're on worse. you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah, 100%. And they're on you for, uh, I don't know, too. People just store in their trailers, too. That gets on my nerves, you know? It's like uh, you're trying to park, and I see the, you know, I'll be at the same truck stop every day, and I see the same trailer there. You know, I, I go on my run, I come back, and the trailer's still there waiting to be split for some other guy. I'm like, come on, man. Get that thing out of here. No, I feel you. You're you're absolutely right. I know the exact feeling you're talking about too of when you're doing a live load and unload because that would be the the bane of my existence right there because you you're doing because you're doing it right. Waking up at three thirty, starting early so you can shut down early because you know that's just that's the name of the game. But when you are at that shipper or receiver for so long and you're just looking at your watch, you're looking at the sky, you're seeing it happen, and you're like, and you know you could have been out of there two hours ago. But you're, st- you know, and then you could have gotten a spot. You could have got a nice workout in or whatever you plan on doing. Like that's because that's all that's on my mind is I want to get parked so I can get my fucking reps in, shower, and then go to bed early so I could start up again early the next day. And then when you're <laughs> stuck at these receivers for God knows how fucking long, you know, you end up, yeah, it ends up becoming a problem. So have you had have you had to park on any on off ramps at all? Have you had to, you know, has that been coming? Has that uh, had to happen to you? No, actually. <laughs> What I do and um, what I do is um, get to the same place. Um, I haven't been on the. I'm trying to think if I have. No, I've tried staying on the outside of the customer, that kind of stuff. Stay on the outside of the customer. Stay on the, you know, kind of out in the road there. But I try not to do any um, off ramps or on ramps or excuse me, on ramps. Um, just because I don't know, I just don't feel too comfortable about it. And it's one of those things too. Like if something happens. And you try and explain, I ran out of time, you know, or there was no parking. It's so hard to justify if something were to happen, you know, somebody, somebody hits you or something on a, on a, on ramp or on the side of the road or something. It's one of those things that people can kind of um, Monday morning quarterback it and say, Oh, you know, there was this dirt lot two miles up the road. I'm like, dude, I, I don't know that. I try it. You know, I try my best to, do you think I want to, it's almost like, do you think I want to be parked on the side of the road? Do you think I want to hear cars going by when I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get my sleep and get up for the next day, but I try not to, but it, it has happened, you know, but I try, I try and avoid it to the best of my ability. 
Yeah, no, I know what you mean about Texas is really good for staying right outside the shipper receiver, especially like the Dallas Fort Worth area. As mm-hmm. When I was like pulling Walmarts uh, with Pam and then even when I was uh, working off the spot, anytime I picked up or delivered uh, anything in the DFW area, if I knew that it was, you know, depending on the situation, those roads and those warehouse areas are so wide. I mean, it's, it's the norm that guys just mm-hmm. park on the side of the road. The only, yeah. the only issue you run into is if you need a toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> but, uh, big time. okay. So that's good. So the, the, the truck parking, yeah. Like, like, and to anybody out there listening, the, the truck parking situation is not a, some sort of false narrative. We talk about a lot in the show because it's a real reality. And just like, you know, uh, border bandit just said it's it's a safety issue they talk about it at war they talked about it at orientation when i went to warren about how a driver had was on an on-ramp and like a family had hit him and somebody had passed away like the issue with trucks being on on off ramps where it looks like status quo because you see it all the time it's wildly unsafe and it's just mm-hmm. you can give you and like you said monday morning quarterback you can be like oh well it's their fault for not seeing the truck or the truck driver should have fucking planned better you yeah you can what if you can what if till the cows come home at the end of the day we could just if the fmcsa cared about safety and safety's in their name if people cared about safety then we'd fix the truck parking issue but we'll leave We'll leave that to rest. I want to. I want to get into why your name is the name at the bottom of the screen. Why they call you a rookie driver. And you know, before we get into it, I just want to say that. Uh, and to anybody listening, this gentleman here made a a, a really good video that uh, a lot of people text me about it. Uh, the video he had made, and it's a it's a a mashup of a rookie driver looking upset and throwing his hat, and then he opens his phone and sees a video of me running, and it's supposed to motivate him and. Uh, that video came across my timeline when I when I needed it the most, and I just I this is I want to use this opportunity to be open and honest. I had thought about saying it on Instagram stories, but I just I'll just lay it on here. Is that that last week when I had brought that boiler to from Georgia to Vegas? I was uh, when I had gotten to Vegas, I was so I had to wait at that delivery. This is the first time in flatbed I had to wait like over six hours. And it was for no reason, really. I tried to get answers. They wanted us at this crane appointment for 6 a.m. You know, they got the first. And the reason being was because they wanted to get us both offloaded at the same time. And so that's why we had to be there at the same time. Originally, I was supposed to be there at 11. But they're like, hey, you know, 6 a.m. crane appointment. They'll they'll unload you both at the same time. They got the first guy off. He was gone. Me, I was there for over six hours. I watched these guys, like, go on breaks and was told that they couldn't move it, whatever. It doesn't matter. The details are pretty moot. It was just stupid. It was like any other stupid receiver you sat and waited at. And, but meanwhile, I had a conversation with the gentleman. He was telling me how much money these welders make in the, you know, the pipe fitting union, the guys who are building this hospital and stuff like that. I hear that. And then I'm, you know, I'm always thinking about making the next content and the next podcast I'm making. We're in the lost freight discord talking about the trucking recession. We're talking about all this stuff. And I had just come to this huge crossroads of why the fuck do I have this truck? And for and I I had a you know I don't want to say I had a meltdown, but I was literally in uh, some of the the deepest pits that I had been in since since becoming an open owner operator. More so than last summer when fuel was when I had paid six dollars a gallon for fuel, and I was fucking furious. I was like, what the fuck am I doing out here? And then you know I would go to bed the next day. You know I you know said some prayers before I went to bed, and then I wake up and I saw myself tagged in this video. And man, did it incense that video. Uh, you know, came across my timeline and I saw you put because I didn't know it was coming. And so just the fact that, you know, something in the universe told you to, to, to make that, that positivity that, and because it, it was just so funny, 
literally turned everything around for me. And it's just, and I've been on an upswing since, but I know that was a little drawn out. Um, but I just wanted to come out and say, that's what this type of content, this gentleman right here is making something that can absolutely turn you from, you know, basically in fucking tears to, you know, in tears of laughter and smiling. And this is what he does. So man, get, get into it. Where, so where, you know, what got you, because like I tell everybody, TikTok's ruining society. We know that. But what got you on the platform? What got you into what you're doing? Ah, that's a good question. So I guess with, um, I don't know. I, I, I think TikTok is full of a lot of, a lot of BS when it comes to trucker talk. And, and if you look at it, everybody's got the, anybody puts anything that's kind of in, like cool to themselves there's like uh their truck isn't that cool or there's somebody with a different with a cooler peter build or someone that's driven further miles and man i hate it drives me nuts and um you know, before TikTok, right like i was out there the same time frame that you were out there doing all these things in the flesh you know i was parked on the fuel and not knowing any better i was you know Bobtail parked front row, not knowing any better. I was, you know, cruising in the left lane next to JB Hunt, thinking we're just looking cool, you know. I didn't know any better. I just, these are all real things that are going on, and you're totally oblivious to this world that's happening, or that that there's you're totally oblivious of these, you know, um, what's the what's the way to put it? Like these hidden these hidden rules of the road, or these like trucker etiquette, the do's and the don'ts, and you know, I'm just gonna. You know, oh, I'll go in there and get some. I'll get some. Uh, you know, while I got my while I got the pumps going, I'll go and get some McDonald's or something. And you don't think anything of it because you you know you do it in your car. You know, anybody need anything from the gas station? I'm gonna go in and you know get a Gatorade or something. So you you find out kind of with the feedback that you get in real time. You know, so a lot of the, a lot of the content is like it was. It's like you're. It's all real life stuff. So that's why I think people engage with it so well because it's like, dude, I used to do that all the time or. You know, people kind of drop their guard, and they're like, "I remember when that happened to me." You know, like uh, backing backing into a dock with the with the doors closed. You know, or with a flatbed. I guess you don't have to do it, but you know, you back into a, into a dock with the doors closed. It's a it's a feeling that you just never forget. You know, so you see a little video. I don't know. Maybe you did it ten years ago. You see a little video of someone doing it. it it's kind of like, oh shit, that brings me back to you know my rookie days. And then and then it's so cool because. This character, Trucker Talk has started like rooting for. You know, <laughs> they start like anytime there's some type of like a like a. I put a I put a I put the video of a rookie driver coming home after I think almost three days being OTR, and then I put like 237 miles in parentheses, and then people are in the comments putting like, "Man, where did you find that run? Can you get me on it?" Or people are you know rest up king, you know people take some time off, you deserve it, and it just it ends up being like this non-competitive thing, you know. It ends up being this uh, this you know, or or I've got a I've got an even funnier story of of the rookie stuff, but um, I, I'd say it all came from kind of being out there, you know. <laughs> just it's all it's all it all happens to you in the flesh, I guess would be the best way to put it. And and I will add, I've had no, I I love that. So real life experiences. I've had, um, I don't know where these guys, I don't know where these guys are in that are on bonehead truckers that are recording people back into trucks, back into trucks and shit like that. I don't know where these guys are because dude, when I'm struggling, people come help me, you know, like I've had, I've had probably like 
I've had the I've had the experiences where I'm struggling, I'm getting my ass kicked, I'm 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 getting overwhelmed, or whatever, and you know you just have the old timer just walks up and kind of signals like, hey, you need some help, or just you know shoot it more, cut your wheel that way, you know, go all the way that way, and you're like, okay, and you kind of get you out of it. I'm like, I don't know, man. When you ask for help in real in real life at the truck stops, if you're kind of taking a while, if you hop out of your truck and say, can you spot for me, or can you make sure I don't. Or if you just say, hey, man, I'm a little worried about that truck right there. Like, I can't really see that side. Someone will tell you, like, hey, man, I got you. You know, or, or yeah, I'll watch for you or some shit. I'm like, these people, in real life, drivers, they're pretty helpful to each other. You know, as long as you kind of come across the right way. You know, I don't know. I, I always tell people, like, when I'm struggling, I hop out and say, like, hey, man, I'm sorry, but do you mind helping me for a second? I, I, want, I don't want to hit that. And most times people have the the respect of being like, oh shit, like that's, I know it takes a lot to ask for help, you know, because it's a, it's kind of a macho career field, you know? So um, I always say, whenever I need help, I ask for help. Whenever I see somebody kind of struggling, I wait a little bit, I wait a little bit. And then I'm like, hey, you need me to, you need a hand or whatever, or, or do you need like, you want me to watch this end for you? Because I have done the thing where like, driver and you feel good about it so the next time you see someone kind of adjusting themselves you hop out to help and they're like dude i'm good <laughs> you know you're kind of rushing to be, oh, the, you, to be yeah yeah so i uh actually uh, i help guys back in quite quite often whenever because i always emphasize how guys should be going for walks well whenever i go for a walk I'll, a lot of my walks are just laps around the truck stop and so what I'll do in like, and during that time, especially if it's like late afternoon, I will, you know, people will be backing up and you could tell almost by looking at the driver that they're new. Um, you could probably, you know, you can sometimes tell that they're not from the U S either. So, I mean, cause that's, we have a lot of immigrants in this industry and it is kind of nerve wracking. It gets really nerve wracking. And like, I, I, you've probably already made this video, but like when you're trying to back into a spot and then all of a sudden you see in one of your mirrors, the guy in the fucking W 900 waiting for you to finish and he's in his fucking big ass Kenworth or his big long nose Pete, and he's waiting for you so he can fuck, so he can fucking back up. And you're just like, yeah, and you're and you start shaking because you know the guy's gonna get on the radio and be like, you fucking idiot! Like that's all you're thinking about is that guy about to fucking thrash you for doing it. It's it's yeah, it gets more nerve wracking than people think. But I try and be like a. Um... It, it is all very, very, I understand everything is very serious. And, and um, yeah, I, I make serious videos too. And they, they do well, but I try and put like, it's okay. Everybody kind of makes mistakes. Everybody, everybody, the most, like the most experienced drivers take a while to get into certain docks, you know, cert on certain days or certain, you know, so it's like, uh, cause it could be really, if you, you know, when you first start out, it could be really discouraging, you know, it's that one experience with that one guy that didn't want to help you and was fucking honking his horn while you're trying to back into a spot that's going to fuck it up. You know, that's going to, that's going to mess up a potential, you know, long, great truck driver that does, that's not going to want to help other people because someone didn't help him, you know? So I try and, cause I think with, um, I think with COVID like myself, for example, I'm a part of like the COVID generation. That's just like, we're in the trucking industry now. We're trying our hardest to kind of be, um in tune with what's going on trying to follow the the etiquette of everything that's going on with the you know the the truck stuff um and it's like an influx of new drivers that kind of came out of nowhere you know you got the guy the people that were i don't know bartenders that are all of a sudden truck drivers you got the people that were working at 
you know, I don't know, doing doing a house to house sales, all of a sudden truck drivers, you know, and it's like, uh, I'm like, okay, TikTok, you could kind of have a way to talk to everybody or kind of put it all out there like, hey, why don't we just kind of all help each other kind of thing. It'll make for uh, better drivers, you know, 10 years from now, five years from now, three years from now, you know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. That's that I've said it before. Like TikTok is has become a great resource for drivers, and I talk about this with you know my buddy uh, Gord all the time, and we talked about it offline. Uh, you know, because I had a newer driver around recently, and you know she was talking about some of the confidence issues she faced. You know, as a new driver, and you're and here you are talking about that, like those issues. And Gord and I have talked about like what can we do to make some sort of platform where it could they could call somebody that's not their company. And, you know, and we do have the discord that I discord that I mentioned, the lost freight discord where people answer questions. And I think we're kind of leaning towards that because, yeah, like at this point, we're at the point now when it comes to who the drivers are is and besides and leaving out the CDL milling industrial complex and the, you know, the recruiter and the importing of drivers that's that's been going on. There are people, who, especially millennials, who in their late, you know, in the their late 20s, early 30s, who have been, become very unhappy and disgruntled with you know, corporate culture and all the, you know, and all the nuances and bullshit that comes with that, you know, form of life. They see, they saw trucking as a way out uh, of that. And uh, so, I mean, we have those people as well. And guess what? It's, it's going to be especially harder for them because they want to succeed because they left something quote unquote successful for it. So like they want to do it and they don't want let those little things do it. And I feel like videos like yours that are on there, eases that pain because that's the hardest thing it's like when you are a rookie driver when you're brand new because i remember it too i remember a trainer for cr england helped me back into a spot in phoenix arizona uh out of loves when i was having a hard time and this guy just got you know he was already parked he got out helped me out and it's like you do feel very very alone when you're when you're a new driver because you're not seeing you think it's only you who's making this mistake because you see thousands of fucking trucks and you're like why me why me but then when you open tiktok and your videos show up you're like holy shit oh this guy's tapping to this guy too uh i get you know i guess it's like a sigh of relief yeah like uh you got yours out of the way kind of thing you know yeah like, okay no, that happened to me you know no, it's good, man. So yeah, keep keep up keep up that good work and where you're going. So what I, I do I do got I got you know, I got some more questions for you. So where where do you see yourself in trucking? You know, what is the next what's the next five years looking like for you? Do you you know are you are you thinking about getting your own truck? What's you know what's it look like on your end? Question. Um, I don't know. You know, um, that's a good question. I think more people should probably ask themselves also because the the man the truck you're kind of thinking of like the next load and then maybe your next home time and that's just kind of as far out as your as your vision goes sometimes um so i really haven't thought about um uh, the next five years um oh if you don't have an answer trust me it's perfectly okay i don't i, I didn't want to i don't mean to put you on the spot i just you know people are floating the idea because i know that when when i was i mean i remember after six months at pam i was like what's my next move what's my next, you know, what's my next move? And I think about it and like, yeah. And I talked to my friend, you know, my buddy Jenkins, the travel trucker, he's got a great YouTube channel. He, he tells me all that he gets an itch all the time. He's like, I want to do tanker. I want to get in the food grade tanker. I want to try it out. He's been flatbedding for a while. And like, so sometimes people get that itch to do something new. So I didn't know if maybe you had any sort of itches or there's anything you're seeing on, on your end that you're looking at getting into. Like the, um, sometimes I see the, the guys that are like the, 
I don't know. I have a, I have a way of um, looking at the what would suck in every kind of angle. You know, I'm like, man, it would be cool to have like that home daily that uh, like in a little day cab with a pup trailer. Sometimes I, I think about sometimes I envy those guys when I'm, you know, when I'm on my hometown, I'm like, man, that would be kind of cool being around, you know, San Antonio just kind of doing delivery stuff. But I'm like, man, that would at the same time, that would be rough, you know, or some of the, you know, small stores, you know, small trailer because of a small store is, is the idea. So I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to do that. The tanker stuff too. I'm like, man, I don't know. Getting some of those gas stations to do a tanker, you know, what I want to, you know, I kind of, I kind of, um, stuff out of maybe, maybe potential ideas, you know, and then mm -hmm. end up kind of, kind of staying, staying put where I, where I am. No, but, yeah, uh, it's day by day. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with taking it day by day and, and brick by brick for sure. But okay. We, we, we left this out. We didn't mention it. Now we talked about rookie driver. Now what's, I know San, San Antonio is not too far from the border, but yeah. So who's, but who's the border bandit? Uh, I had another driver that, that started calling me that before tick, you know, before TikTok. And the idea was that, uh, um, I would get the trailers down from uh, McAllen down by the border, and uh, man, it's it's risky business during the you know during maybe twenty twenty one. It was it was crazy down there. It was like I mean like you know I'm talking loads of people running across the highway. You got people trying to. I mean, when I was picking up down there, I had a guy that was hiding. Uh, there was three guys hiding in the truck next to me. They had hopped in the truck while the guy was um, well. While the guy was um, in the back checking his seal and all that stuff, they hopped in the in the truck. You know, it was it was there was a time frame when it was just nuts. And um, so the so I'd always talk about that I didn't like going down to the border and I try and I don't like you know I didn't want to stay down there and I try and just get the trailer and kind of get the hell out of there. And uh, so he would he just started saying like a border bandit, you know, get the go down there to the border, get the trailer, and get the hell out of there. So it was like border bandit kind of the Houdini of the, of the, of the trailers down there. Um, so that's kind of where, where that came from. Really? No, I mean, yeah. you, you bring up some, I mean, dude, this is stuff you don't, people think that, you know, people think that the, what goes on at the border is like politicized by, you know, certain political parties and, you know, that's, that's all bullshit. You know, that's all, uh, you know, virtue signaling and, and gaslighting from each side to the other. The, the, the reality is this, this stuff is going on. So that's that's a no shit. A guy, as he was checking his seal, guys got into the cab of his truck and you're seeing guys come right over. I mean, you'll the Laredo. I've seen some, you know, some stuff, you know, guys running across the road. I uh, you know. I mean, there's always trucks seized at the mile marker 30. I saw two guys detained right off of 35 just a couple of weeks ago. But so in McAllen, it's, it was even hot and heavier last year with that with those three guys one was um one was from mexico one was from uh guatemala and one was from uh, honduras and none of them knew each other <laughs> really so they yeah, yeah they had no idea but they wound up together in a little you know the little groups the little i don't, I don't know the groups how they send them over or whatever uh, one time there was a guy there was a guy under the truck next to mine like on the on the dirt kind of hiding and uh um i want to say it was either border patrol or the sheriff had uh came to the um the shipper and they they pulled him out from under there while i was hooking up to my trailer the guy was under the trailer under the truck next to mine it was Jesus. nice so so what so what do you, do you call the police when this happens or something so, so there where i go to the guard is really good so 
he was telling me um, kind of like the second shift will be like if they see somebody, if they see a foot, if they see kind of some somebody hiding underneath the, you know, the little wind wind tunnel thing on the top of the truck um, that they'll say, hey, get down, you know, and that'll blow the whole the whole cover. He said what he does is he doesn't he notices them, doesn't say anything. Um, he says, hey, let me go. Let me go put in your pickup number and then he'll call Border Patrol and they'll get there um, because it's one little security guard, you know, um, one time. One time I was uh, in front of the shipper. I'm undoing, uh, I'm uh, undoing my door. Um, okay. I was, the shipper requires you to put like one of those metal link chains. Right. So I didn't have yep. one. And so I'm thinking, fuck, they're going to deny my trailer. Security guard comes out and um, I try and I try and go over there. Um, I give him my pickup number. So then I go over there and I'm trying to do um, my, um, chain on there that I have kind of half, kind of have have to do it just to get into the gate and uh he goes like oh fuck uh oh fuck immigrants or something like that and i kind of think he's just kidding around you know and i look behind me and there's two guys with shirts off running running by me you know and i'm just focused on my chain you know so i do like the little courtesy wave like hey good morning you know and security guard comes running out and he's like where did they go and i'm like what do you mean he's like the the immigrants where did they go and uh, I'm like, oh shit! I thought they were just—I jo- thought they were morning joggers, you know. <laughs> but it makes sense—the jeans, the you know, the the kind of the dirtiness, the kind of uh, of being out there in the in the kind of the wilderness of South Texas. And I'm like, oh, they're right over, and they're just gone into the tree line, you know, gone. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm sorry, man. I was kind of focused on my trailer here. I mean that, and also, I don't know. I I you never know who you know. With that stuff, I I stay out of it, man. I'm like, I didn't see nothing. I don't know. Just get my trailer. Then I'm the little bandit. I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with any of this shit. I'm not, you know, because um, yeah, that that's some that's some. Uh, I'm assuming it can get tricky down there with with you know the people you encounter and and that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, only because what's crazy is is if you get caught in the middle of it, then, you know, somebody I feel like is, you know, you could be being watched and not by your company. I'm saying that somebody may know or if that person gets away, they could be like, oh, it's the guy who, who worked for this company. I mean, it's 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 quite frightening how these people are you know coming over the southern border and, you know, how it's just kind of. Not being like just like just what you said right there. Like those stories are not never the ones you, you hear about on the news. Like that's that's real stuff. Like me personally, like I know a lot of the Warren guys here, you know, they're scared to death that something's gonna pop up or appear in their trailer because they get trailers that come over from Mexico all the time. And I mean, there's you know, I, I think I've mentioned on the show before just the amount of even in human trafficking, there's apparently you know, the stat is that the TA and flying J and Laredo if exit 13. You know, two to four people per night are disappearing from from that from that place, and I I could only imagine, you know, it must be a lot worse in McAllen as well. And like these are like so it's it's not a type of scenario you want to necessarily find yourself a part of. Like exactly. I yeah, I'd I'd be running away from. It. There's like I remember I spent the night in Gary, Indiana once, and you can hear the fucking gunfire, and I was just like. Hey, you know, this Petro is well lit and they have roving 24 hour security. I, I'm, you know, the last place this kind of stuff is going to happen is the truck stop, even though meanwhile, you can, you know, exactly what's going on, you know, just, just a mile away from where you're at. But then, but by the border, I mean, that's, you know, you can find your freight at risk. I mean, I saw a brand new uh, Freightliner Cascadia JB Hunt truck seized at mile marker 30. So it's, 
you know, that's a mega carrier with every piece of surveillance equipment on their truck. And the fucking border patrol has that, has a brand new, it's literally sitting there. If you ever go, if you, next time you're in mile marker 30, it's probably still there. They've got yeah. it there seized from, from JB hunt. And this is stuff that's all going on. It's going on every day, man. And you dude, you're seeing it, man. It's fucking wild. One time speaking of kind of sketchy areas, one time I was delivering to a, uh, I was staying at a dollar general cause I was delivering there. Um, I was parked there overnight and this was in a, like the real rough side of a Houston, Houston, Texas. And, um, they had a, they had a security guard, an armed security guard in front of the, in front of the dollar general, you know? And so that's kind of an indicator like, all right, I might be in, I might be in a sketchy, you know, because there's nothing inside there that's valued over what I would say probably for to where that guy would have to shoot me, you know? So then, uh, next indicator is I go to the, you know, the Hanes, the Hanes, uh, Hanes underwear packs, the six pack of Hanes underwear. And they have the, um, you know, the iPhone buzzer, you know, the buzzer and the, and the, and the metal kind of thing that goes around it so that you can't steal them and it'll go off. They had those on the Hanes underwears. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm fucked. You know, <laughs> I don't want to park here for the night. Yeah, they've got, yeah. So they've got, so that even the underwear has like. The, yeah, the the uh, stolen. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's almost like a little. It's like it looks like a circle or look like it's like yeah. this big, right? And yeah, it's, and it's got the metal <laughs> wiring around. I'm like that thing probably costs more than these six dollar underwear. Like what the hell is going on here? So so that that I was I, that was gonna be my next question was what oh, you know have you have you a stayed at the West Memphis Loves or b what's the scariest place you've had to park? Yeah, I stayed in. <laughs> I did a video about West Memphis one time, um, and that was before I knew that the West Memphis thing was a was a. That was before that I knew that it was a known for being such a bad place, you know, like a such a such a rough area, or whatever. Um, that video that I did about at the, in the West Memphis and the and the kind of I think it has like the gunfire going around in the background. He's like he's like running to get into his truck, and there's like gunfire going on in the background. I did that strictly off of uh, strictly nothing seen on the internet, just strictly my own uh, personal like experience, like what I thought of that place. I think it was a, I think it was either a Loves or it might have been a Petro. It was right by the bridge. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there um, Houston was was really tricky. Also, at that same Houston store, dude, I'm trying to unload, and there's a full grown there's a full grown stray dog walking around, look like a purebred German Shepherd just walking around. I'm like, that thing is like a one stray, two untrained, three, all that would be like a, would be just like a loose bear walking around. You know, I'm like, this thing is gonna, this thing could kill, if this guy doesn't get me, if the crime doesn't get me, if the, if people trying to get in my truck doesn't get me, I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna make it out of here. Um, Yeah, probably Houston, Dallas, Dallas is pretty, pretty tough. Um, yeah, I think that I think probably uh, I think that probably that Houston one was probably was probably the toughest one. No, man, I I'm not gonna lie. That's you know, yeah. If you you find yourself in one of those stores, whenever you're at a place that has an armed security guard, like that, there's a loves and the loves that's in St. Louis, which I've stayed at. That one has an armed security guard. Like any anyone <laughs> in the truck stops that has to have an armed security guard, uh, you you always know that uh, you're in for quite quite the treat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, ahead of you. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Um, what else you got, dude? So what's your, so where are you headed this week? So this week I'll probably, you know, 
I don't know. I think the loads are just on a dartboard where they're going to send me this week. Um, I'm hoping to make my way down to the border and, you know, get to get, get a good little run in there. Um, but I don't know. I kind of find out when I, when I fire up the truck tomorrow and on kind of what they got out there. Um, I'm hoping to stay, to stay nearby. Um, what I was going to say is I liked your, um, your podcast with the, I was talking about it earlier with the three fat truckers. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. We can, we can talk about that. Yeah. I really liked that because uh, I, I liked that um, the quick thinking on your end, you know, they're firing question after question and uh, which was really cool because you, you kind of want one of those. So when you're driving, you kind of want one of those things, one of those buckets that's kind of get your mind engaged and that kind of stuff. Um, man, I think you held your own really, really good. I thought it was really cool. Um, they sounded cool on their end too. They sounded, uh, you know, that your episode got me listening to their po- their podcast. And before I move on, um, yeah, your video, your video on or the video that I did about you was, um, dude. When I tell you this, I I get no ideas from uh, you know what other people are doing on Trucker Talk or something. Like that. It's really just kind of what I what I'm feeling at the time. You know, I was sitting there getting live loaded for like four freaking hours, and um. Yeah, I'm just bored looking at trucker talk, whatever. And then I <laughs> and then I see your videos, you know, running around, you know, kind of raising hell, causing havoc, and be like, hey, you know, you feeling you feeling like a you know a bowl of soup in your in your freaking seat or whatever. I'm like, dude, that's kind of how they want you to they want you feeling like shit, you know. And I'm feeling I'm kind of feeling bad about the you know Chester's chicken that I got right next to me that I got at the loves. I'm like, hey, he's got some good points here, you know. Maybe I got to get it together, man. Walk around, same thing. Maybe I'll walk around or something. This is. Kind of because there's a there's a good amount of um there's there's a couple other you know trucker fitness um things on TikTok and and you know and I got nothing against them whatever it just doesn't seem too engaging you know doesn't seem it doesn't seem too um um I think your your stuff kind of gets gets the people fired up you know and, that, and that's kind of what you need you just kind of got to ignite it get it going um because people people know that there's that there's different options. People know that they should be walking around or they know that they should be caring about their fitness. But I don't know. They just There's nothing that's getting them doing it, you know? And I think when you see a truck driver kind of out there, that's like, um, I guess the best way to put it is leading by example, you know? It kind of makes, you're holding yourself accountable. So I should probably hold myself accountable, you know? It's kind of how I feel about it. No, man, that, I, I really appreciate that. Those are those are kind words. And that's that's what I'm trying to do with that content is, you know, uh, when it comes to the trucking industry, you know, and we talked about this offline, we talk about it often, it, you know, it lacks unity. And unfortunately, we're, we're past the days of deregulation and getting back to, you know, the Teamsters when running things and, you know, getting, getting back to that level of unity. It's not there, but and it's so hard to get truckers to agree on everything. You know, there's a bill in Congress right now that guaranteeing overtime for Truckers Act, which would basically remove the FLSA exemption from truckers being paid overtime. And drivers can't even even agree on that bill, which would essentially give everyone a raise. So like that, like this is where we're at in the industry. It's like drivers can't even they like drivers can't even agree on a free fucking cup of coffee. But where I found the most common ground and where we have kind of realized uh, where you can get people to agree is a people can be healthier and should be uh, because this industry is unhealthy. And then like you, and then also parking should be a little bit better. So I've just, I'm setting the foundation of fitness being the catalyst that can unite Mm -hmm. the industry. That's kind of just, that's how I envision it is just if this industry was, if people were more fit in this industry, if people took the time 
you know, to take care of themselves a little bit better, to count their macros, cook their own food, you know, whole food meals, get in the movements, getting in that walking. Like when you do that for yourself, the trickle down effect it has on you, you know, it raises your confidence to the point to where you're going to stand up to things like when, you know, when your dispatch is like trying to take advantage of you, you're going to stand up when, you know, they're trying to roll out the next, you know, uh, speed limiter mandate. And that's, and that's kind of, you know, where I'm, you know, kind of where, where I'm good. Like that's the, that's the, the whole foundation, what I'm trying to do. And it's funny. You talk about how that there's other fitness people and that's actually a rolling joke. I use a lot. I say, if only I had a fucking, you know, good set of tits and blonde hair, you know, it would pop off because who, who wouldn't love, who wouldn't love to watch a hottie, you know, throw up and down some flatbed tarps. It's just like, and then the only other way, because, but since it's just me, you know, yeah, the fitness stuff doesn't get that much engagement. But the second I say something like you're you're still an owner operator if you're if you're a contractor, yeah, you'll get a thousand comments of people oh, yeah. just jumping down, jumping down the throat. Once you make it political, yeah. Once you call, once you start, uh, you know, saying that uh, automatic transmissions uh, are good. <laughs> You know, if you make a video endorsing automatic transmissions, it'll get fucking 50,000 views and people jumping down your throats. And it's that's my friend, Chris. I had him on the show. He's he's done that for specific engagement. He will make videos where he calls, uh, you know, he calls, you know, long nose Peterbilt's, you know, they got all that big nose with no power where he taught he per. Purposely talk shit and like brags about the Volvo. He like brags about how the Volvo I shift <laughs> yeah. is the best transmission. He does it because he knows guys are gonna come <laughs> come in and fucking talk shit because uh, he's bragging about an automatic Volvo. That that's yeah. what, that's what is funny about TikTok. One one of the things I try and do is um I try and like retrain my brain on theirs. So I, and I try and put one that's not supposed to be, like I said, a T-H-E-I-R, I'll try and put the T-H-E-R-E. Just like, uh, I try and make a habit of it just because that's like a, that's usually an engagement thing for the kind of the grammar police to kind of hop on there and be like, you know, you spelled this wrong or, or uh, I won't do like autocorrect. Sometimes I'll just misfire. Sometimes I'll just fire off a word misspelled because I'm like, eh, someone will correct it in the comments, you know? Yeah. Commenters are very funny because you, I think you said it earlier. Yeah. There's always, it's the one more guys. That's, that's the, yeah, there's yeah. always a guy he's, if you ran 700 miles in a day, somebody did 701. If you make this much per week, this guy made a hundred dollars more than you. If you, yeah. If you're over the road, this guy says he's home, he's home way more than you. Uh, he, he has a local job where he's home, uh, where he's home daily and he makes $5,000 a week and he drives 700 miles a day. There's always that one more guy in there who's got who's got to have the edge on you. Yeah, and yeah, it, that's why keep, keeps coming. I th- yeah, I think that that's why that's why with the rookie driver stuff, there's such a there's such a almost like a market of just being like you know, hey, I don't mind getting the you know doing the most pull ups or doing the you know the most the most like uh kind of like uh or the most mistakes so to say because it's like nobody's owning them you know. But I know that everybody does it, so might as well, might as well, you know, kind of own it. Yeah, you you have mastered the art of the self own. The self own is definitely what I think uh, takes people up to higher platforms because when you do that, it's just what 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 can they what can they possibly tear you apart for <laughs> down? Like you when you've already have a billboard up of every single mistake that you've made and everything that you've done and you've admitted to doing it, what can somebody ever attack you for? And it's yeah. like, dude, that's, you're, you're putting out like, you're putting out philosophical life advice in that. 
is by just as soon as you admit, you know, it's as soon as you admit you're a sinner and you admit you've done wrong and you and, you, and you've failed and you've done everything you could be wrong. Who who can who can possibly attack you? Who could be against you at that point? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I got nothing to prove out there. I'm I put it I put it pretty out there that I'm learning and that I'm you know that I'm that I'm and I, and <laughs> my favorite is the people that are just rooting for it. You know, they like the they like the the wins. They like uh, you know took 48 minutes to park in a spot and the, in the comments, you'll see better than 49 or, you know, better than 50 or whatever. I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, don't see, those are the best one. And that you see you're building unity like that too. And what's crazy is that reminds me, and I don't know if you have Facebook still, but every now and then there are posts on Facebook where a specific Walmart store will mm -hmm. highlight an employee and like, it'll be like Walmart and, you know, whatever random town, Missouri, and it'll be just like the Facebook page for that specific store. And they'll highlight a certain employee. Like this is uh, Angela. She works in our pro like produce or she works in this department. And this, you know, this, we just want to highlight like this, this is our employee highlight of the week. And like people will go in the comments and be like, Angela walked my groceries to her car. Angela, <laughs> yeah. Saved, yeah, Angela <laughs> saved my mom's life. Like yeah, I can't believe yeah. she stopped me from bagging a pull. And like everybody will say the most unrealistically heroic yeah. things about this about this person and that's it, you're doing almost the exact same thing yeah like my cat was stuck in a tree and then they showed up and you know got the cat yeah. out or whatever <laughs> the walmart worker or whatever <laughs> yeah stuff like that dude I, I i love it you're you're doing you're doing good work out there man and if it's one thing the trucking industry needs it, it's it's that it's more positivity it's more people realizing because especially for the new drivers out there you said it best like guys don't want to ask questions uh that's like you you've got to ask questions it's paramount and you know, and when you go on a place like TikTok and you see nothing but, you know, polarizing, uh, you know, polarizing posts or you just, you know, see people, you know, incessantly shit posting each other, you know, that's going to make you even more nervous. But when they roll by a video, that's just like, well, I just, you know, yeah, it took me an hour to back up, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I finally made it. And then you show the parking space and there's nobody around or something like that. Like, yeah. That's yeah. I'm Bobtail in the parentheses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep, one 30, of the things is uh -huh, the, thirty minute the, break at the fuel island. Yep. Like the like one of the things that also to take note of is like yeah, all these polarizing um, trucks and drivers and all that stuff. They're all out there in the in the truck world or whatever. And uh, this, this this rookie stuff of the rookie mistakes. It's I'm in their I'm in their world too. You know that's what that's what I think is so funny. It's like sometimes it's kind of like uh, you know I'm doing my little video, but then like. You know, rookie driver sees that the scales are open or whatever, and then like he sees the old timer drive by. You know, it's like these two these two worlds are they're the same world, and and it's it's kind of funny to think about. It's like I'm out there with those guys too. You know, I'm just I'm just not one of those guys, but but I park it, next to them. You know, what what really makes it good is like is that how you uh, the filters you use on your camera, how it's almost like a little faded and like the discoloring you use. But uh, but the thing is, every song you pick goes like it goes with it so well I, and i'm wondering what's great and because and i don't want to and i'm i'll give out my trade se secrets like because somebody like that that one running video i made recently got popped off and a lot of people mentioned how i used the music from battlefield one in the mm -hmm. video and like how they thought it was really badass and that's and that's why it made the video and for other videos i've just searched like epic music 
<laughs> you're like, what? What's epic music? And I'll, I'll spend time. I'll be like, I'll be like, fuck. This is a 90 second video. How do I get? How do I cram it into a minute? So like, how do you how do you pick your music for? Because it flows like easy. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Usually, usually, um. So that's kind of why the videos are kind of all over the place. Like sometimes it'll be, sometimes I'll get a sad video in there, you know. But uh, the majority of them will be funny. But um, usually I'll hear the sound first. Usually I'll be watching a video and it'll be like, it'll, I'll be watching a video where it's like, a, you know, the the motorcycle compilation and he's driving the highway at night. And I'm like, man, that looks pretty cool. And then so I'm like, like, what would be pretty cool for me? I don't know. Rookie driver, you know, sees a new vest at the Flying J. And, then, you know, it is, you know, it kind of, I kind of take what they did, but I'm like, you know, what? in my world, how can I fit it into this world? You know, and some of them, some of them, um, pure coincidence on the lyrics you know like mm -hmm. i'll i'll put it i'll put it for the for the sound of like the you know but some of the some of the um some of the lyrics just happen to be you know not the way that i expected or sometimes people will sometimes people will comment things that probably would have been funnier than 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 what i put or something you know but i try and do um i try i try and pick the sound first i'll try and save the sound and um, uh, okay sound first I'll, gotcha yeah sound first i'll save the sound and then I'll think of uh, what what can I what will match this sound. And then um, um, when I park for the end of the day, that's usually when I try and put out a video real quick. So usually I try, usually I park in the back. I try not to get you know because some of them take a little couple takes you know. And the drivers next to you you know and the drivers across from you, um, one of the etiquette is like it's like you're not supposed to look in someone's truck because it's like you know do you look in people's apartments when you're walking by. Um, but everybody does it, <laughs> you know, if you're sitting in there with your, with your light on, everybody's looking in your truck to be like, what's going on in there. So, um, it can get a little bit, you know, a little bit nerve wracking to try and make a little video with my safety vest and my glasses. Um, because people think, you know, what is this dumbass doing? Probably taking pictures and putting them on Facebook or something thinking he's cool. But yeah, I try and park yeah. in the back and, you know, get I it done. I sometimes feel like, cause I, I film a lot of my workouts and sometimes I'm like, and, and I need to get a tripod because I'm trying to like what, what I'm trying to do. And, and uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our, our girl uh, trucking with Aubrey. She gave me this idea um, to, you know, start doing, start hosting live walks and hosting live workouts. Like where basically like at the beginning of the day, and I'm definitely going to start doing this. And I, and I, I may start, I may do it this week. I don't know. I may do it after I go home next because I need a tripod. Cause I want to do it to where, so that way I'm not like holding my phone or putting it up against a jug and like I, where, and essentially I'm going to invite like six people in and I'm going to do very rudimentary exercises of just like, you know, the uh, reverse lunges, just stuff to get people's bodies moving. Nothing like the, like the crazy routines I do just something for a half hour and I'll be doing them. But I like with you, like people watching you make, make those videos, like nothing like when I'm videotape, when I'm recording a workout, you know, it just like it it makes you feel like such a tool because yeah, you see this guy, he's walking back from you know, taking taking a fat shit and he's seeing me with the fucking plate carrier. Uh yeah. and, you know, in front in front of my in front of the truck fucking like doing burpees, and it's just like you know, it, and that's the thing. It's like because I've had a lot of people in my video, I've had people say while I'm working out, they were like, they were like, you know, we're not in a bad area, right? They think I'm wearing it for actual like <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. You know, that's something that goes unspoken about is like, you know, making content does take like creativity one. 
and then two, it takes the time to do it. But, uh, you know, you know, and it does take like even recording podcasts, you got to mentally prepare. You got to want to have a conversation. You got to want to engage and talk. And it's like and then but not only that, like when it comes to if you're making a TikTok or a video, the first thing that's on my mind, especially the videos where I am running, like I, I, I've run past so many houses and I've heard shut the fuck up like and I'll have to like redo <laughs> redo that thing. Like somebody will fucking yell at me or I'm afraid of like catching a dog like doing i've been chased by dogs on runs so i'm afraid of like filming my own death it's just like yeah people watching you do it and they're like i can't believe this guy's talking to his phone but then you make it and you're like oh that's a fucking sick video mm-hmm. yeah the, the 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 video will be played you know multiple times for multiple people to see and you'll forget about that one guy that was there um you should do a, bloop, a blooper compilation if you save all yeah. your bloopers oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> That'd be cool. I, I will do that i i should yeah. reproduce a blooper because it'll be a lot yeah it'll be a lot of like stuttering like of me swearing and then being like fuck and, and then like yeah putting the camera down you'll see the camera go down right away like oh fuck <laughs> no i will do it but hey man we we've been we've been ripping for an hour uh you know what uh, you got anything else you want to lay on the track you got any uh dirty secrets confessions uh words of wisdom for for any of the listeners out there uh, let's see. Words of wisdom. One of the, one of the, um, things that I was told, um, when I was first learning how to back my trailer in, uh, that I still use to this day is turn towards your issue. I don't know why that just, that was like, that, that made it click in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, I don't need the trailer this way. Let me turn, you know, towards it or whatever. Um, but no, just, um, take it, take it serious, respect the road, respect your truck, respect yourself. But, um, relax you know don't don't panic don't get yourself in a bind um just relax and then um if you're respectful for to somebody else they'll help you out you know these these people that are online where they shit where they shit on you and that you don't know and all this stuff they don't they're not really out there in in real life you know so just kind of take it easy enjoy it it's your job it's your it's your um you know if you if you're in a panic because this truck's making you rush and you end up hitting something well you know he's gonna he's gonna cruise on home and you'll you'll be stuck there trying to explain your decision to, to the people that are going to come out, you know? Uh, but no, I appreciate, I appreciate you. I appreciate your podcast. I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, you got a badass channel. So if anybody, uh, if anybody comes to this episode, that's following me, they got to go follow you because, uh, yeah, I, I put you on the top, on the top five of the Mount Rushmore for trucker talk. I'm like, this is one of the ones you gotta, you gotta get that one profile that you're following. That's going to get you going, you know? No, I, I appreciate that, man. Dude, you're you're on the Mount Rushmore yourself. Like I said, you, what you, what you just said about staying calm, that's a message that's out there because uh, I've I said it on, on you know, uh, on one of my last solo episodes. The last thing I ever want to see, like I said, and we talked about this offline, how trucking has, you know, essentially repurposed me. It's put me back into a fight uh, for something that I really think can, can better, you know, society in general. I feel like if the trucking community can succeed then the rest of you know a lot of stuff will trickle down into the rest of the economy and the last thing i ever want is somebody who got into trucking for the, all the right reasons as in they got into trucking and they're not a scammer they're not some idiot who thinks that this is some sort of passive income hustle that they can make if somebody gets into this job and because they want to the last thing i ever want to see is somebody leave or quit because of reasons as you just said because of negativity from commenters um, and realizing the fact that yes, out here, when you ask for help, guys will help. They want, they want to help, you know, they, there's people who do want to help you that the TikTok, TikTok and the TikTok commenters are without a doubt, not real life. They're everything ju- just as you said. And, 
Um, and that, that was a really great place to leave it. But before we sign off, let the people know where they can find, you, you know, what platforms are you on? What are you making work and the people find you? Yeah, I'm I'm on uh I'm on TikTok under Border Bandit TX short for Texas, uh. But if you type in Rookie Driver, if you type in Rookie Driver series, you type in, um, yeah, anything Rookie Driver, Rookie Driver series, Rookie Driver, you'll find me on on uh, you'll find me on uh TikTok. Also, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, but it's kind of just my overflow for you know in case TikTok gets brought down or something. That's kind of my backup. Um, but yeah, I'm on TikTok and then TikTok, I got all my links on my link tree, but, um, you've probably seen me on one of the funny videos with the safety vest. So, um, if you're not following, give me a follow, give Lombard a follow, um, and check out the, his podcast, uh, with the three fat truckers. That was a good one. Um, but yeah, I'm out there. And if you see me at a truck stop, you know, just say what's up. Yeah, man. Give, give, give him a holler. Yeah. But yes, sir. Thanks, man. I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. And I want to thank uh, you guys all for listening. Once again, I do appreciate it. Uh, best way you can support this show is to uh, share it, share it with a friend, uh, especially if that friend happens to be in the trucking industry. Um, like I've mentioned many times before, um, you know, we're trying to fix a lot of things in this industry. We're trying to get guys healthier. We're trying to make parking better. We're trying to make it a better career for people to get in and stay in. And the only way we can do that is by having these conversations and then having these conversations reach the ears of other drivers. So that way the conversation can keep going. So make sure to, uh, share with a friend and, uh, with that guys, we'll see you on the next one. See you Lombard. Later brother. <laughs>